Mom? Dad? I've dreamed of this moment all my life. I know this must come as quite a shock. It's going to be an adjustment for all of us. Look, I still have the necklace you left me. I've always wanted to know, what do these words mean? Is that our family motto? Please say something. It's because of the way I look, isn't it? Welcome back to Conspiracy Club. I'm Tom. And I'm Ymir. Uh, this week, did we say what we were going to do this week, last week, and then lie about it again? No, I hope not. Because, I mean, that's common. That's very common. Like, Man. whenever we put, like, a date on, or, like, put, like, a I think that's topic, why we get it wrong, is because yeah. we try to put a date on it. Yeah. No, I think we did. We might have. I hope we didn't. Just well, act like we didn't. Okay. So... These episodes are not pre-recorded for sure. No, because we'll be here the whole break. Yes, um, we live here in yeah, the stew. We're gonna be at the mall. <laughs> what? The Mount Pleasant Mall that they don't have yet. Uh, we gotta go drive to Midland for that. They have a mall in Midland. Yes. Um, really? I think so. You shouldn't. Uh, so you're gonna do a kind of a one-shot episode today. Yeah. Next week as well, you're gonna do a one-shot. Yeah, I'm gonna call it disappearances. And then with we- me. Amir. Yes. And Tom. No, because you went on Outlast. <laughs> and then the week after that will be uh, an episode that we kind of... You can do research if you want. I don't think I would plan on it. Percentage. I think it's going to be a joke. I feel like it is. Hey, you just... you just Did, you, did we already say what it was? No. It's a... Yeah, we're doing a Santa Claus episode. Alleged. Allegedly. Because we might end up changing our minds at some point and then do Krampus. Because we've we never already- done that before. <laughs> Definitely not. Never. Um, And then after that, we are going to be delivering you an extensive... We won't be delivering, specifically. Because when you say delivered, that that entails me going somewhere... You're not going to? ...dropping someone off. I'm not doing that. Oh, well, you can change your plans, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, No, we're going to be having a, I don't know, three parts probably at least on Jonestown, maybe more. Probably Um, a nine-part... Nine parts. The rest of the year is going to yes, be Jonestown. It's just all Jonestown. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for those. That's kind of our our slate, and that's going to actually happen for sure. Yeah, no, those are... That can't change at this point. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to say it, it won't change. And right. if it does can't change... Can't wait for it to be different next week. <laughs> I'm letting you know, you can literally sue us if it changes. Actually, I'm not saying I take that back. All right. Do you want to, without further ado, do you want to begin? All right. So before I deep dive this, I'm going to let everyone know I had two uh, muffins and I'm very exhausted. <laughs> so if, if I seem like I have very low energy, it's because those muffins took it out of me <laughs> along with some tater tots. So I get it. Eating is exhausting. It is actually. And for some reason, the older I get, the more certain foods just put me down. Like, I had two giant marshmallows dipped in chocolate. Where are you eating? I was unconscious afterwards. But, uh, you know, so we're going to talk about... That's what this episode is about. Yes, about my eating habits. (laughs) So last week I had... No. uh, This is about disappearances. Well, in this case, it's kind of a disappearance, but then it's also not... A reappearance. Well... You'll see at the end. You'll see at the end. Okay. So we're talking about Mr. Bobby Dunbar. 
I don't know if you know who Bobby Dunbar is. All I know is what you told me last uh, last time we were in the stew, which was nothing. Which is very little. Nothing at the whatever. What is Chad? Insert insert Chad saying illustrious and more studio here. But uh, Grant, don't do that. But <laughs> uh, this is about Bobby Dunbar. See, if you were around in 1912 and 1913, you would understand how big. Was this actually a really big yes, case? Yes, this was gigantic. In 1912, 1913, everyone was talking about Bobby Dunbar and whatnot. So let's get into who exactly Bobby Dunbar is. Or I don't know if it's it's from Mississippi, so I'm I don't I don't have a southern accent to be like Bobby Dunbar or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, do that one the whole episode, the one you just did. Bobby Dunbar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh Bobby Dunbar was an American boy whose disappearance at the age of four and apparent return was widely reported in newspapers across the US in nineteen twelve and thirteen. The only problem with this is also like I was thinking about it. It had to be so hard to get this across the world because newspapers, for me, it just feels like they were really tough to get around in 1912 and 13. I mean, when, 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 when were the rights? That was early yeah. 1900s. Yeah. So what, what, it probably wasn't planes. Yeah. It Hot was air not, balloon. Yeah. A Zeppelin. The, yeah. Before it burnt down. But after an <laughs> eight-month nationwide search, investigators believe they had found the child in Mississippi in the hands of William Cantwell Walters of North Carolina. <laughs> Dunbar's parents claimed that the uh, claimed the boy as their missing son. However, both Walters and a woman named Julia Anderson insisted that the boy with them was Anderson's son. Let me ask you a quick question. Wait, so who claimed it was theirs first? Uh, so the Dunbar family. The Dunbar said that it was their child who disappeared. And then who was the other family? The Walters. No, it was Julia Anderson. Anderson said it was her child who she was letting. What I'm going to get into later on with letting like William Cantwell like hold William okay. for a little bit. Wait, so William so Walters. Yeah, only, the 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 first family, the Dunbars, they actually lost their. Yeah, they lost their child. Did, is there any? How did they disappear? Is there anything on that? Uh. I can get into it later on. But the first family, they didn't lose their child. They the lent it to somebody. All right. So I'll get into why uh, Mr. Cantwell uh, Walters had Julia Anderson's child. Okay. This seems like it's going to get gross. It's not actually at all what you think. Okay. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. Well, not funny, but, you know, hilarious. Well, not <laughs> hilarious either. Not hilarious. Kind of like sad. Hysterical. A little sad. But, uh, so she insisted that the boy was her child. So Julia Anderson at the time could not afford a lawyer, and the court eventually found for the Dunbars that the child was there. So Percy and Lessie Dunbar, Percy and Lessie, <laughs> remained, uh, retained the custody of the child who proceeded to live out the remainder of his life as Bobby Dunbar. So let's get into the... So are they saying that for sure... This child was not Bobby Dunbar. Or are they saying no, whether it was or not, he lived the rest of his life like he was? They're saying that this was... Uh, the judges and the court said that this is Bobby Dunbar. This okay. is their child. We're going to get into some DNA, shit later on. Did, was there any DNA into, stuff? It's 1912? Where? Where would DNA come from? Maybe They how, didn't have that yet. He, he left, probably lived till like 1970. We're going to get into it, but in 1912, this is the Bobby Dunbar. Okay. So let's get into the, different, the disappearance. Robert Clarence Bobby Dunbar was the first child. Wow, what a long name. Well, his real name was Robert Clarence, but you know, Robert could be Bobby's. I don't get how, but yeah. So Dunbar was the first son born to Lessie and Percy Dunbar of Apalestas, Louisiana. 
Oh, something that's a wild name. He was born in April 1908 and August <laughs> 1912. The Dunbars took a fishing trip to nearby Swayze Lake in St. Laundry, Paris, Louisiana. Patrick Swayze Lake. On, oh. Yeah. On August. Roadhouse? Yes. Uh, on August 23rd, while on that trip, Bobby Dunbar disappeared. So they're on a trip and he just vanishes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so after an eight months search, eight th- months, they yes. still eight months. That's a long search. Yes. You had to be very dedicated. Yes. Yes. Well, it was a, you know, I don't want to, it was a Y child in 1912. <laughs> That's a good point. Come on. What else were they doing back then? Outside of like slavery. They were just looking for white children. I think that was a pastime. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of just like, you know, uh, they wander off into the woods and yeah. make a whole day out of it. Yeah. I almost said slavery, but no. I don't think so. Not in 19. Yeah, not well, Mentally. It's mentally, yeah. You're right. All right, woke Tom. <laughs> Authorities located William Cantwell Walters after this eight-month search, who worked as an itinerant handyman, specializing in the tuning and repairing of pianos and organs. Look at him. He's a piano man. A pianist. Yes. Walters had been traveling through Mississippi with a boy who appeared to match the description of Bobby Dunbar. Walters claimed that the boy was actually Charles Bruce Anderson, generally referred to as Bruce, the son of a woman who worked for his family. Can I ask a question? What race is this man? Uh, what do you mean? The Mr. Cantwell? Yeah. White. Oh, okay. Yep. Is he poor? No. Not even? No. Okay. He had a worker. That's fair. Yeah. Julia Anderson was his worker. Uh, so he claims that the boy, Oops. who he says is Charles Bruce Anderson... Well, who they refer to as Bruce, was the son of a woman who worked for his family. He said that the boy's mother was named Julia Anderson and that she had willingly granted him custody. Oh, God. Custody? I was about to burp, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> it's and the muffin. It is. What? And that she had willingly granted him custody. Nonetheless, Walters was arrested and authorities sent for the Dunbars to come to Mississippi, Mississippi in an attempt to identify the boy. So, new so even though they're like, this is our kid, yes. they're like, mm, we want this other family to come look and well, yeah. see if it's theirs, he though. Was like, he was like, this is Julia's child. Julia child? No, this is Julia's, this is Julia Anderson's child that I am watching after. And they were like, and they were like mm, this is Bobby. I'm going to call the Dunbars. Interesting. And they're going to come over Are the here. Dunbars very rich? I don't think so it doesn't say anything about what a weird situation then but they arrested mr cantwell walters they arrested him yes which was wild so well if it's a kidnapping yeah yeah so newspapers accounts differ with the regard to the initial reaction between the boy and leslie dunbar while one which was fictional uh accounted that the boy immediately shouted mother upon seeing leslie and then the two embraced, and another said only that the boy cried and quoted Lessie Dunbar as saying she was unsure whether he was her son. Lessie was unsure? Yes, yes. Wow, how close do these kids look? If I showed you a picture, I don't think you would think they looked that close. Wow, maybe they were just bad parents. I mean, all right, hold on. You actually have a picture of them? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, not really. Not really. But she was like, yes. 
How weird. She was like, oh, this she, is my... I thought you said... So, but at first, she was like, ah, yes, yes, I want it. I is, want it. Yes, this is my child. That's how... It, but uh, Finders keepers. That's how it was. It was 1912. You can do whatever. Uh, other newspapers accounts quote both the Dunbars as initially stating doubts as to the boy's identity. There were similar, similar contradictions in newspaper accounts of the boy's first sighting of the Dunbar's younger son, Alonzo, with one newspaper claiming once again... Most likely, fic- it's, it's fiction. It's fake. That the boy rec- he recognizes Alonzo instantly, called him by the name, and kissed him. With the, which, come on, it's nineteen twelve. <laughs> boys kissing boys. It's nineteen twelve, <laughs> man. Come on now. Maybe a hug, but a kiss. Maybe a hug. A handshake. Even then, is wild. A, firm. a nice stern, three to five year old handshake. That's what we're talking about. How old were, How old were, was this child? So he was born in 1908, disappears in 1912. Oh, so he's very young. Yeah, so like, come on, nice stern hand. Four-year-old, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, even back then, kids knew, you know, gender roles. Oh, <laughs> in 1912. yikes. But, uh, so another one says, another like one of the... Uh, Newspapers say that the boy showed no sign of recognizing Alonzo. The next Wait, day, so who's Alonzo again? His younger brother. It's Bobby so, Dunbar's younger brother. So they have another brother as well. Yes. When's he born? He. It doesn't say. I'm guessing he was born a little bit after. This, so this is a very. This is even younger than him. Yes. Then, and he's four. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they were like, "This is our child. Both of these are our child." Okay. But uh, the next. So. The next day... Here's my quick thing. Yeah. <sighs> Never mind. I was okay. going to say, if it was... I was I was mixing up the families, because I was going to say, if they had sent him to live with the Cantwells... Then, no. Yeah, but that's a different family. Yeah. I was going to say, how would he even recognize his brother at all if he's yeah. younger than him and he's only four? Yeah. How long was he with, the, with so, Mr. Cantwell? <laughs> so the next day, after bathing the boy, Leslie Dunbar said she positively identified his moles and scars and was certain that he was her son. Here's the thing. Since she did that after she had seen them, could she have been like, yeah, these are those? Yeah. She wasn't like, there, is, there are some moles here, here, and here. She was like, let me bathe them. Oh, yep, I knew mm-hmm. about those. Yeah. And they're like, all right, I, I guess you like did. that's exactly what happened. So That's cheating. It is. So the boy returns to, you know, big old Louisiana. I'm not saying that name again. Opie Lo- <laughs> Louses with the Dunbars to a parade with much fanfare celebrating the homecoming. Wow. Okay. Imagine if this kid isn't Bobby Dunbar. He's like, oh, wow, like, they the really love me going here. On? Yeah. So shortly thereafter, Julia Anderson. The shows weird up. thing is that this kid seems to have like no. So far, isn't he's not like affirmatively like this is my family yes. or this isn't my family, yes. which is I don't know what that says about whichever family <laughs> is his fake or his real family. If it's the wrong one. I don't know. It, they might be both terrible, but we don't know that. But shortly thereafter, Julia Anderson shows up, his mother. Okay. Who, well, the woman who says that she's his yeah. mother. Uh, she arrives to support Walter's contention that the boy was in fact her son, Bruce Anderson, was unmarried at the time and worked as a field hand for the Walters family. She said that she had allowed Walters to take her son only for what was supposed to be a two-day trip to visit one of the Walters' relatives. She further asserted that she had not consented for Walters to take her son for more than a few days. So she was unmarried. Was mm. built was built this picture. She's unmarried. A bastard child. 
Hold on. She's unmarried and worked as a field hand in 1912. She's not. She's she's white as well. Yes. Okay. So imagine what the judges are going to say. It's a woman. They're like, no, no, you not are in Louisiana. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Buckaroo. You are the mother. But according <laughs> to newspaper accounts, Anderson was presented with five different boys who were of the same approximate age as her son, including the boy who had been claimed by the Dunbars. When the boy in question was presented, he reportedly gave no indication that he recognized her. She asked whether he was the boy recovered, but was not given an answer and finally declared that she was unsure. This is the weirdest thing ever that this kid isn't like, yeah, that's my mom. Stop trying to take me to either of the families. Isn't it? Like, that's so weird. You think if you're four years old, you know your mom pretty well. You're not going to be like, I don't really care where I go. I mean, go where the wind takes me. Yeah. I mean, this kid was before his time. You had to imagine whatever mom is the real mom is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Say it. This is my child. <laughs> Say, you know that you we're know your me. real family. <laughs> you know me. Watch they're both like, I have no idea if you're my real family or not. <laughs> so upon, upon seeing the boy again the next day when she was allowed to undress him, which is wild. she indica- She's allowed to undress this random yes. kid? She indicated a strong certainty that the boy was indeed her son, Bruce. However, word had already spread about her failure to positively identify him on the first attempt. A bunch of kids that all looked the same, and she's like, wow, shit. Well, maybe this is when they came to the conclusion that all white people look the same. Well, fair. That's true. (laughs) I'm just saying, that seems like the moral of this story. But uh, so she... What if she's like, actually, I had quintuplets, but... I only kept one of them. We'll talk about her later. But oh. So she's able to undress the kid. That's she says, this is wrong. Bruce. However, word had already spread. I want to know what part of that on her undressing him that she's like, yep, recognize this. I don't want to know, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. But however, word had already spread about her failure to positively identify him on the first attempt. This combined with the fact that newspa- newspapers questioned her moral character in having had three children. Oh. The other two deceased. What? By that How? point, out of redlock. Oh, she's saucy, so saucy this, lass. Yes, yeah, so this leads to her claims being dismissed. Mm. See, if she's the real mom, that's kind of fucked up. So with no money to sustain a long court battle, Anderson returned home to North Carolina. She later returned to Louisiana for Walter's kidnapping trial to attest his innocence and push for the court to determine that the boy was her son. At the trial, she became acquainted with the residents of the town of Popularville, Mississippi. That it looks That's where like I love. I wish <laughs> they have TVs there. Many of whom had had okay. Many of whom had also come to proclaim Walters' innocence. William Walters and the boy had spent quite a bit of time in Popularville during their travels, and the community there had come to know them well. With a number of them asserting that they had seen Walters with the boy prior to the disappearance of Bobby Dunbar. Despite their testimony, the court reached the determination that the boy was in fact Bobby Dunbar. Walters was convicted of kidnapping while the boy remained in custody of the Dunbar family and lived out the remainder of his life as Bobby Dunbar. Let's talk about after the trial. Okay, I'm This ready. is when it gets saucy. Oh, that, that wasn't saucy enough already? Oh, this is when it gets saucy, saucy. This is what we're going to do. This is basically going to get to the ending. Oh, okay. So this is going to be a short one. That's fine. So after the trial, the people of Poplarville welcomed Anderson and she began a new life there. 
eventually marrying and having seven children. Wait, who did seven? Who, who, which one? Uh, the what's her name? What's her face? Uh, Miss L- Leslie Dunbar? No, the Anderson. Oh, uh, she Julia had Anderson. Seven kids. Yeah. On top of the three that she already had. Yeah, she ends up getting wow. married and having seven kids. It's nineteen the nineteen hundreds though. They the have early like fifteen one. kids. I have. Yeah, yeah, that's normal back then. But according, someone's got to run the farm. Exactly. So she gets married and has seven children. According to her descendants, she became a devout Christian, helping found a church and served as a nurse and a midwife to the small community. And that church was the Mormon church. I hope not. <laughs> Although her children indicated that her life was a happy one after settling in Poplarville, they said that she nonetheless spoke often of her lost son and that their family always regarded him as having been kidnapped by the Dunbars. So let's jump to 2008. 2008? Yes. Wow, that's almost 100 years later. Yeah, so we're going to jump to 2008. One of Anderson's sons, Hollis, he recounts the story for This American Life. Yep, that's that, a good podcast. Yep, that in, 1990, I mean, in 1944, Bobby Dunbar slash Bruce Anderson, who they think mm-hmm. is Bruce, visited him at his place of business where they talked Hollis's sister, Jules, has recounted a similar experience wherein a man who she believes to have been Bobby Dunbar came to the service station where she worked and talked to her for an extended period. The Dunbar family also has a similar story, as told by Bobby Dunbar's son, Gerald. The family was returning home from a trip and passed through Poplarville when Bobby Dunbar said, those are the people they came to pick me up from. The Anderson family then what? had... What? They came to pick me up from? Yes. The Anderson family then had a brief visit with Dunbar. After Walters had served two years of his prison term for kidnapping, his attorney was successful in appealing the conviction, and Walters was granted the right to a new trial. Selling the excessive costs of the first trial, the prosecutors in Old Town, uh, Mississippi, or no, Louisiana, declined to try him again, and they instead released him. Really? So they were like, we can't afford to do this again. So we're just going to release you, Mr. Walters. Get the fuck out of here. And uh, after his release from custody, Walters continued to move a lot. He moves around a lot. And then he dies in the 1940s and was buried in Pueblo, Colorado, besides his wife. I mean, beside his wife. The grandchildren of Walter's brother reported that during their childhood, he typically visited their grandfather a few times per year, and that during these visits, Walter always maintained his innocence regarding the kidnapping charge. The boy raised as Bobby Dunbar married and had four children of his own and died in 1966. So, let's get into an even more saucy aspect. Okay. So years after Bobby Dunbar's death, one of his granddaughters, Margaret Dunbar Cutright, began her own investigation of the events, pouring through newspaper accounts, interviewing the children of Julia Anderson, and examining the notes and evidence presented by Walters, defense attorney, for his kidnapping trial and appeal. Although Cutright, which is his uh, granddaughter, Bobby Dunbar's granddaughter, uh, had initially hoped to prove that her grandfather was a Dunbar, her research un- ultimately led to her, led her to doubt in her belief. In 2004, after an Associated Press uh, reporter approached the family about the story, Bobby Dunbar Jr. consented to undergoing DNA tests to resolve the issues. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
The results showed that Bobby Dunbar Jr. was not related by blood to his supported, I mean, his supposed cousin, the son of Alonzo Dunbar. So the family that claimed him. Yes. The, the DNA said they weren't related. Yep. Wow. Yep. And he was the younger brother of the supposed Bobby yeah. Dunbar Jr. I mean, senior. And since the DNA test is conclusive, the fate of the actual Bobby Dunbar remains unsolved. Where? Did, yeah. They, okay. <laughs> still, the weirdest part about this whole story is why this the the kid uh, yes didn't say anything. He didn't say shit. That's so weird that he's just like, guess I'll live as this family. Even though Julia Anderson was his mother. I wonder if Julia Anderson was like really shitty or something. And he was like, I don't feel it though, because like she was like really wanting her son back. I feel like. It's so weird that he didn't say like, that he didn't, he was like, I don't recognize you. Nope. Yeah. And then even after to me, when like what I found was really crazy about this story. I mean, I guess they're kids. So kids are weird, yeah, but yeah. But like, even after all that, I just felt like f- the reason why I can't say that I feel like she was a terrible mom outside of like her two kids dying before, but it was also 1912, 1913 where like, if you even tripped and scraped your knee on the sidewalk, you'd fucking like, you know, get like cancer and die or some <laughs> shit. Like, you know, like, I don't know. You get yeah. something wild, like, you know, the uh, blueberry disease, and then you just die immediately, <laughs> like something crazy. Mm-hmm. But I just think that, like, her constantly saying, like, they took my child. The weird thing is that what, the, the, the reports that afterwards he was like, that's the family that they took me yeah. from. I'm like, why don't you say something 40 years ago? I don't know, man. Maybe he thought. He was just like, they're probably paying it. They're like, hey, don't talk. I swear to God. That's how I would. And then, you know, the checks might have been good. The family, the house might have been better. That's so, it's, that's the weirdest part is that like, like I, I, I can understand, I don't want to say I can understand, but I get to some extent, like the Dunbar family, then that isn't his real family. They're losing their child and maybe, uh, what was his name, Bruce? Oh uh, yeah, Bruce. Looks like close enough to Bobby yeah. and they're just like. It's so like emotionally damaged by the loss of their son. They're like, this is our son and we're going to fight for it now. I understand that aspect, but it's just like still insane. The kid either way. And that the courts were like, or the, the Cantwell guy had him and he was just like, no, this is, this is this girl's child. And she's like, yeah, that's my child. And they're like, they're saying it's theirs though. We're going to go with them. <laughs> well, it also, okay. You got to also think that Julia couldn't afford to like actually go get to, to like the full case with it. Like trial at all, yeah, so and, and then of, also it looks bad on their community that they have this unwed woman, yes, you know. who's like out here with like three kids and two of them are dead. Yeah, they're and like you also are married. Do you think they knew they were like we know this is her real child, but this kid is gonna be better off with if this he's a Dumbo, yeah, because they're like no single moms. Yeah, that's deep. That's I can see that. I didn't think about that. Maybe they were like anti single moms back then. Well, for sure. Yeah. Because it was like, you need goes a father against, to make against, him a man. Yeah, it goes against this, their whole social standards. Yeah. 1912 was such a wild time. The South in general. The South, too. Add that on, on top of it. That makes it a spicy world to live in. Yeah. Anything no. can happen. I showed you a picture. I don't think they look similar. I mean, they look similar, but... Th- if you're a parent, you know. You know who your that's you the know thing. who your kid that's is. The only thing I, I would look hope. similar to you. Like they're both like chunky. Well, yeah, they both. Chunky this one's face. got way darker hair though. Yes. I mean, also to me, it, it feels like I will say 
Husky kids. Husky, husky young kid. boys of the age of three to five. Yep, that's the title of this episode. Husky kids. Husky <laughs> young boys from three to five. I don't think that's a good no, name. No, that's not a good name. But that's another thing. I feel like as a mom, you would know like immediately. Like that's your child. I feel like. Do you really think that the Dunbar's thought it was their child? Or do you think they just wanted a replacement? That's fucked up. I would. I don't think they. I really don't think that they thought that was their child. No. If they thought that that was their child, then that makes me question the Dunbar family more as a whole. Well, yeah, I would because hope. Because it's like, how do you not know who your child is? One, how did your child just disappear during like? You think he disappeared? They're like, we're, whoa, we're done. Kick whoa, him into the lake. Whoa, that's an accusation. So you thinking they just went? No, I, I don't actually think that. You but just I think, think he walked away until They said the there was an eight-month search. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd he go? Eight months? Somewhere. He's probably got murdered or something. Yeah, I hope not. Probably something Yeah. A real Lin- Lindenberg baby. Yeah, just vanished into yeah, thin air. just vanished into a plane. <laughs> it's wild. It's a really wild thought. You know, these ones, I think I've said this before. These ones always make, are, are super interesting to me because there's not like a conclusive. No, you're there's like, no conclusion. No clue. What it's happened just that like, one. I don't know what happened to the actual Bobby Dunbar. Yeah. I just want to know, I'm going to have to do some more research on like what happened after. Like, cause when you find out that like you're not related to the person you thought you were related to the longest time, what do you do? What'd you say? The DNA test was in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do 90 years later? Nothing. You're just you like, really can't do anything. You're just like, well, that was fucked up that you served some prison time. Grandpa. What do you do at that point? Do you go like, oh, we're switching families back, or you're like, well, technically, this isn't our blood family, but this is who we've been raised with, so we're just gonna keep on living yes. as the as if this as is our Dunbar. family. Or do you go, the Andersons are our real family, so we're gonna go kind of reconnect there. I mean, personally, I like the last name Anderson more than than yeah. Dunbar. That's Dunbar. Doesn't a Dunbar? I like it. I like Anderson more, so I would go with Anderson. You just by the last name alone, you're yes. like, mm, nah, change your mind. Yes, but I mean, I understand. You probably would want to be like, this is our family now. I'm just gonna say that this was like one of the earlier cases of forced adoption. Yeah, which really cur- which also is like, this is like early 1900s, and this family, the Dunbars. Like, did nobody ever see their kid, like, in their community? They're like, no, everyone just zipped their lips about it. They're like, all right, I guess it looks like him. No one else spoke up about it either. Yeah, well, I will say, I will just add, so, and they released a radio documentary in 2008. And uh, it's called From Public Radio International This American Life Featured the Ghost of Bobby Dunbar. And the radio documentary about the investigation of the case by Margaret Dunbar Cutright, she says that she thinks the real Bobby Dunbar fell into Patrick Swayze Lake and then was eaten by <laughs> alligator. An alligator? Yes, that's what she thinks happened. That's that's an interesting thought to have. Yes. Based on what? The alligator population? Yeah, I, mean, the I, lake. I mean, it was a fishing trip. So I guess this is she figured. Swim, uh, they don't want to take responsibility for not keeping an eye on their kid or whatever. Yes. They're like, so they're like, he's he just gone. was eaten by. Well, first off, that is a wild thing to th- like. Did she go to Patrick Swayze Lake and go like, let me see if there's any gators in here? How would you find out? Yeah, she's like, oh, I saw one. I seen a gator. Oh, I saw the water move. Oh, that was a gator. He ate him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just really stupid. I just feel like. 
from that, I feel like there's got to be some like collusion against this collusion? against the Ander, against Mrs. Anderson. Yeah, no, Nongwell I think plays a huge key role to me at least. I just think that from like the 1900s on to like around like 19 like 95, America was just really wild. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. just feel like anything could happen before in that DNA. Time really? Yeah, no, really. Before DNA, in you cameras, can do anything. And surveillance cameras yes. is like anything can happen. Like before the police had those computers in their cars. You're yeah, like, fuck it. I can do whatever yes, I want. Like as long as I can run faster than them. Yeah, I would have. Like I could have murdered you, and nobody would even known. You still can. Well, people find out. There's yeah. too many witnesses in here. I don't think they'd speak on my behalf. No, they wouldn't. They would not. I would put that your hoodie on too, so I'd give it away. I'd <laughs> be <laughs> walking around in your clothes. Like, yeah, I did it. That'd be messed up. I don't even think this would fit you. Yeah, I did it. I don't care, dude. I wear a tight, really tight hoodie on me. <laughs> right through it. But yeah, no, it's wild, dude. It's that that from like we that's where like I feel like all like I call that conspiracy time mm. from like that nineteen hundred to like nineteen ninety like five, I feel like it was just wild. No, I really go night. Okay, I'll go nineteen hundreds to two thousand one. Oh really? Yep. That's a hundred years. <laughs> yes, that could almost be like the lost century. I would even argue it's probably even less. You you go to like 1960s, like with the Mansons and all that stuff. Oh, and, yeah, dude. And when all the cult stuff, it's like, that's also like MK Ultra time and all that. But I always feel like this, well, the 60s are the, the sexy 60s. Also Jonestown. Yeah, the sexy 60s. Everything was happening in, in the, the 70s. 60s. Yeah. In the 70s. But then the 80s was like, you know, like what, uh, wacky Reagan running around, you know? And then the 90s, it was like... Well, now we literally have like cameras watch. in our pockets, so it's like hard yes. for anything to yes. really be a mystery. That's why it's like crazy that that one plane disappeared like years ago and no one knows <laughs> where it is. I'm like, how? Someone how? knows. I'm sure somebody Someone does. Someone definitely knows. The government. Well, I whoa. I wouldn't go that far. Like I said, if, if, if you guys, if the government's listening, go after Tom. Because <laughs> I've never made any hardcore statements towards you guys. Have I? Yes. I'm sure. Just now. Area 51 last week. It was pretty... Just now. When you said that they know what happened to that plane. I don't actually believe that. You do. You believe Someone it. knows. You're right, yeah, though. Somebody. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on the Dunbars? Uh, no, but... What's next week? Next week is the disappearance of the Beaumont children. Another disappearance. Because for the next two weeks, I'm just going to do disappearances because they're cool. Yeah. And like they are always usually inconclusive. And it's an easy little one shot. Easy little one shot. It's fun. It's fast. But then after that, we're going to get back into the uh, sad and depressing. Sh- well, actually, no, we're not. Jonestown is going to be much more interesting than I think you'll realize. I mean, yeah, I feel I like mean, it is. I mean, it is a lot. Everyone knows Jonestown. It's a lot of death. But I was doing the research and it's uh, the leading up, the lead up to it. And like all the audio recordings from Jim Jones were like just absolutely batshit insane. And it was, it was just incredible to listen to. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's actually Flavorade, the off brand. So he's poor. They didn't, they had like (laughs) millions of dollars, but they were, it was a struggling community. All right. It's a tease for a couple weeks from now. Don't drink the Flavorade. But what you will drink on, on. December 25th this year is me and Tom's Christmas. Is, well, I mean, sorry. You drink some eggnog while listening to that. Our episode. holiday extravaganza. Whoa. As we talk Santa about Santa Claus, the Russian spy. <laughs> and that is it, folks. Wait. 
Make sure you join the club by following oh, yeah. us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that is at Tom and Demir. That's T-O-M-A-N-D-E-M-I-R on both Instagram and Twitter. We try to keep updated with you there. Post the episode links, post relevant memes and other stuff. Uh, promote us. Uh, and also, if you enjoy the show, make sure you rate and review us on whatever platform you listen. That helps our show out a lot. Um, iTunes in particular, if you're yeah. an iTunes listener. Or Napster. Yeah, or that one mm-hmm. uh, drop a five star rating or however however good you really think the show is and you know leave us a little comment also interact with us on Twitter let us know what you thought about the uh, the Dunbar case and what you want to see on the show if you are Dan, Don, I almost said Donnie Dunbar if you are Bob Dunbar or Bobby Dunbar hit me up come on the show yeah, hit me up on my beeper dog <laughs> I, but I don't have anything to say to that as I said as I say at the end of every episode, allegedly, wow, I am really tired after eating those two muffins. <laughs> but I also say, wow, that disappearance episode about Bobby Dunbar and all that, man, Tom, that was fooked. Bit of a long-winded one. It was. It was.